Hello, 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 my mishpoche, everybody. I hope you're having a great Friday, and I hope your weekend is going to be phenomenal. Shabbat shalom. Good Shabbos, they'd say in Yiddish. For all my Yiddin, as they'd say in Yiddish, or my Yahudim. Uh, anyways, sorry, that was cringy. Everybody, this is a great one. This is really good. This book's been a little iffy, but the last few chapters is incredible. Uh yeah, especially we're going to be talking gratitude and um, I forget the other one. Anyways, enjoy. Okay, chapter eight, the ego. First off, first off, I always thought ego, there were three separate things, super ego, ego, id. Then I learned that actually the id, that's your, that's your, sorry, instinctual self, the superego is the aware self who is aware of their instincts and kind of makes decisions based off those and what's actually morally right and this and that. Just all the variables. The ego floats and the ego is the self-talk that says, how instinctual do I want to be and how aware and moral do I want to be? So when I hear the term egotistical or egocentric, I actually don't like the negative connotation those have because there could be people with solid egos that are that, that are a hair away from their super ego yet to be egocentric is a bad thing so like that makes zero sense because what if someone's ego the self-talk was extremely moral and aware but yeah they do have some instinctual tendencies because we're animals of course we do and so then that would make someone's egotistical self actually an amazing human being where some people's egotistical self is extremely uh, instinctual and could hurt other people. That's my quick spiel at the beginning, but let's get into what Jay Shetty believes is the ego. The false ego. Again, the false ego. It's identity that's been crafted to kind of preserve this sense of being the most significant, the most important, and the one who knows everything. When you trust your false ego to protect you, it's like wearing armor that you thought was made of steel, but it's actually made of paper. Then you march out onto the battlefield, confident it'll protect you, but you're actually easily wounded. Hence, fragility is something I always talk about. And I just want you to remember the main message here is that false ego thinking we're significant, that we know everything, and that we're the most important. That is a false ego. That's that ego that is closer to the id, the instinctual, the, the one just trying to survive, to protect. And remember, when that ego is shattered, because you can kill an ego, it'll just re resurrect. When that ego is shattered, you're not going to be in a good place. The Samavita says, pride of wealth destroys wealth. Pride of strength destroys strength. And in the same manner, pride of knowledge destroys knowledge. Stay humble no matter what, people. If you are indeed doing something right, a person will notice. And actually, if you are catching yourself trying to just do things for other people to even notice, that is you having to prove for some reason. And I want you, anytime you feel the need to prove, completely flip it inward and go, why am I having to prove? Where in my life was this an insecurity or fear? And it caused me to have to now prove to myself that it isn't. Just give your inner self a hug and forgive, all right? It's okay. Someone taught you to be fearful and insecure of whatever it is now you're trying to prove to others. 
And I know what you're thinking. You then go, Zev, if I, if I can't prove anything to others, like what, you want me to sit in a dark room and do nothing ever and not say anything and not try to be my best self? You, are you, Zev, telling me not to be my best self? No, I'm telling you to express your authentic self. Expression is when self-esteem shows, okay? Proving is when the ego shows. Express, okay? Use your self-esteem and express. So if someone has to prove to someone they're kind, and so they try to do something kind to prove it. That's just their ego. Again, one day someone won't think they're kind. And now they are fragile. They're defenseless because they walked out onto that battlefield with paper armor when they thought they were wearing steel armor. Whereas if someone expresses kindness, because that's the part of their identity, and they have so much self-esteem, they express their kindness now, if someone doesn't think they're kind, it's okay because they're going to continue expressing it. They're not going to fold. So Jay Shetty brings up a thought experiment. He says, you know, we wear clothes to impress people. We have jobs to impress people. We go to certain schools to impress people. Like everything we do externally, is, we try to impress. And he says, when you're at home and whether you make the choice to meditate or watch Netflix, whether you eat cookies or vegetables... In these moments, when you are alone, that is who you truly are. And really take a glimpse of yourself in these moments and reflect on who you are. When no one is watching, what decisions do you make? That is who you are. You cannot hide it. You cannot front it. You cannot say, I am this and this because I make everyone believe I'm this and this. And there's a saying that we are not who we think we are. We are who we think others think we are. <laughs> and it's like, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, that decision you make when you're all alone, whether that's a good or bad decision, and only you can answer that, that is who you are. Accept that. And maybe now you're going to... And that's called character, by the way. Reputation is what others think of you. What you think of yourself is character. If you want to boost that character up, hey, make more of those awesome decisions when you're alone. Have you ever seen on Jimmy Kimmel the lie witness news? That's the epitome of this, right? People who they're asked fake questions and they create fake answers to try and protect their persona. Here's a question for you. Is your ego using your gifts for hurtful purposes or for healthy purposes? If you're confused, have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Okay. It's a movie. It's a movie with the Titanic guy, Tom Hanks. And it's about a man, Frank Abagnale, and he has a skill which is to read fake checks like he's really good at faking being fraudulent with checks and he uses it to hurt people you know he tries to fake and then he ends up hurting people's feelings and at the very end he gets a job with the fbi after they threatened to put him in jail. Uh, he did go to jail for a long time but he got out and they said listen work for us instead of doing a legal activity and he did, and he caught other criminals more than anyone in history. So think about this. His gift was to make fake checks and to read and to know the difference between what fake and not fake looks like. And he, he won. He, he had two choices to hurt people with it or to use it for healthy purposes. You with your gifts can do the same thing, exactly the same thing. And yeah, I really, I love that. I love that example. Oh my, I wish I could say it like 10 times because it's, I hope you listened there. It's such, it's so true. So true. On a whole separate thing on racism, because he talks about the way our, we think about race. And he says, 
how come we didn't put people in concentration camps for their blood type? How come we didn't hang people and lynch them or put them in fields to be our slaves because of blood type? He's like, so why would color matter more than blood type? <laughs> and it is, doesn't it sound so silly. Like, it makes me laugh because how idiotic are humans? We are such dumb idiots when it comes to some of this stuff. Um, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like we're looking back on horrible, horrible things in human history, and of course, we can't rationalize that. Success makes people more entitled. So watch out for that as you start to improve yourself. All right, you aren't entitled to anything. Remember what I told you the last episode? We borrow everything. Success does not make people more entitled. Or sorry, sorry. Oh my gosh, success makes people more entitled. You are not entitled to anything. So watch out as you improve that you do not get entitled. This saying was probably my favorite saying in this entire book. So listen carefully. The arrogant ego desires respect, whereas the humble worker inspires respect. That is so accurate. Okay. Do not demand or desire respect. Just be the person that puts their head down, does things for themselves and you will inspire others to respect you inspire respect people don't demand or desire it okay that is just a byproduct of the hustle uh this is this is a great chapter here we go again okay when you think someone's status is worth less than yours flip your gaze backwards look at yourself say how come my ego feels threatened because it makes so much sense the only reason you would say someone is less than you is you feel threatened like you again have to prove to yourself that you are greater than someone else why is it your ego feels the need to want to prove like why are you threatened by that thought and you know some more exercises to do in your own head here is asking this question Am I finding fault in someone else in order to distract myself or others from my own insecurities? I'll say that again. That's really powerful. Am I finding fault in something in order to distract myself or others from my insecurities? It's a distraction. We're always trying to distract ourselves. Like I said last episode, we're suppressing. Who in this world can suppress the most? They will appear to be most confident and powerful. Okay? Don't suppress that shit. And then you actually do become more secure. And that is confidence. There's another thing here is, am I projecting my own weaknesses onto the person? So if we say someone is at fault for something or someone sucks at something, uh, let's use an example of this. What should, what could I, I'll use my, hey, I'll be, I won't be, I'll be completely honest and vulnerable here. Okay. So let's say I, ah, here we go. So somebody, somebody is in an argument and they yell, you made me, uh, you made me, um, mad. Yeah. You made me mad when you, you made me mad when you didn't come home on time. There you go. So in my opinion, I think it's a fault that they are so fragile that they are upset by that. Okay. That like, I didn't stick to a promise, but I was a few minutes late. For example, am I projecting my own weakness onto them? Think about that. I I probably am like, I 
a weakness of mine, the punctuality. I am now projecting onto them saying they are a, a lesser than person for being so upset by that because it's not a big deal. And that it's the distraction, right? It is I'm finding faults to in in order to distract myself from my and others and from my insecurity, which is punctuality. So there you go. You can do this activity with anything. Think of a situation yourself. I'll give you five seconds here. Think of a situation. Now, take that situation and again, think about this. Are, have, are you finding fault in the other person or the situation to distract yourself from your insecurities? Are you projecting any of your weaknesses onto somebody? So again, I said here, in my opinion, the self-talk was sounding like this. I really suck, but they suck more, so it's okay that I suck. Yeah, that that is the self-talk, really. If you break it down, that's what you're saying. Versus... What I was taught in the past to believe that I suck is not okay. And it's not my fault that I believe that. That's a better way to do it. I'll say that again. Instead of going, I really suck, but they suck more, so it's okay if I suck. Versus what I was taught in the past to believe that I suck, it's not okay and it's not my fault. That's really powerful. Anyways, there's there's a thing here. It's... The title of this story is Ego Isolates You. There's a Roman emperor and he hired a man to actually constantly be next to him all the time. And a few times a day, he would tell him that you are a man. And this kept him humble and reminded him who he was and that he was just the same as everybody else, even though he was an emperor. So let that resonate, okay? Take, Take something away from that. Stay humble. You are the same as everyone else, okay? You are the same as everybody else. When our weaknesses are exposed, the ego that once told us we're brilliant and successful has no defense. This reminds me of another saying, which is, if you don't break your ego, life will break it for you. That's chapter eight on ego. It was a fucking awesome chapter. I'm so glad we got to break that down. Chapter nine, gratitude. This is also going to be fantastic. I love these topics. Let's break into chapter nine here. We're only 13 minutes in. He says, be like salt. When used poorly, it takes the blame. But when used perfectly, it goes unrecognized. I like that one. Instead of focusing solely on the kids misbehaving, Focus on how far they've come and praise them for that. Positive reinforcement over negative reinforcement. You need both, but do way more of the positive reinforcement. Going back to the last episode, when you understand that everything we possess, both tangible and intangible, were given to us. However they gave it to us, it was also received from someone else in their life. And you can be grateful for that. That's why gratitude is the topic of this chapter. Be grateful for who the attributes you've been given and and the physical things in life you've been given because they didn't belong the person that gave them to you it didn't even belong to them and it didn't belong to them and it always goes back to when we were stardust it takes the same energy to fake confidence as it does to build it the ego wants to prove to others self-esteem wants to express to others but also to ourself that's the deep part ourselves as well to have high self-esteem means to be more free Okay. Also, um, 
here I put, oh, this is a huge typo, but I put here also it means self-esteem. It's respecting yourself versus the ego wanting respect. So it's wanting versus uh, wanting is suffering. That's a Buddhist mindset, by the way, is that to want is to suffer. That's why they are very meditative. That's why actually meditation is the principle to Buddhism. The past and the future, that's suffering because in the past, think about the past is to want the past to think about the future is to want the future like if you're not in the moment you are suffering to them at least now i also believe in sacrifice and so um hedonism which is only wanting pleasure is a horrible thing and i think sometimes you do have to look down the road and technically by a buddhist definition suffer by looking down the road make a plan suffer not be in the present so yeah i think you have to sacrifice being not being in the present to then one day enjoy the present. And what I mean by that is it's KPI. So let's sacrifice the present moment by thinking, okay, what do I want down the road? Let's say I personally want to have like $5 million one day in the bank. So then now I reverse engineer that and I say, okay, this is what I have to do for the next, next X amount of years. So for the next X amount of years, as long as I'm following the daily objectives, I'm good. And so now I can enjoy the present moment because I did sacrifice that present moment for a little bit to create a plan. And now I can enjoy it because I've just completely ditched that um, outcome. It's called detaching from outcomes. And now I can focus on the present current dynamics. High self-esteem allows us to live with intention towards our inner calling. If you, instead of proving how nice you are, if you um, express how nice you are, because remember expression is more of a self-esteem thing versus proving. If you express how nice you are, that will allow you to intentionally go towards your real inner calling of whatever that is. Maybe for you, it's being the best husband or sibling or, and so take that in is like when you express, you're going to go towards your inner calling intentionally. And he ties Dharma into this. Remember Dharma, that thing, it's like, it's like the story of the guy getting stung by a scorpion, but he keeps saving it from drowning. It's like, it's no difference. Okay. He, he, he says Dharma, that's Dharma, is when you express to, be, to then slowly go to your inner calling, that's your Dharma. And remember, expression is just self-esteem being expressed. If someone praises you, you must detach and see their projection. This isn't said with a negative connotation. Like You should be grateful that their baggage is that of love and positivity, okay? That they were able to borrow that from someone else who gave them love and positivity okay it, nothing ever has to do with you ever i know and you could go to some radical scenarios and be like what are you kidding what if i murdered someone's family hey by definite even though i think it's completely wrong and, and even though yeah that is horrible what you had done technically you shined a light on their fears and mainly fears but insecurities of having family die like so everything by definition down to just using someone's pencil crayon in kindergarten class like you're always nothing ever has to do with you it has to do with other people's fears and insecurities always this is so powerful i'm about to tell you if someone criticizes it's the same thing you're grateful for their teachings feel sympathy for their past i'll say that one more time before we cut this episode uh, just kidding there's a few more points here listen carefully if someone criticizes you you're grateful for their teachings 
sympathetic for their past. Expand your worldview. Zoom out. Look at the bigger picture. It actually decreases your pain. Hear me out. If you put a teaspoon of salt in a shot glass and drank it, it would be extremely salty. If you put a teaspoon of salt in a lake and drank it, you wouldn't taste the salt at all. AKA, when we look at a specific little situation, honey, uh, how dare you? Where'd you move my things? Why would you move my thing? It's always there. Stop touching my stuff. Like, things hurt more when you look at that zoomed-in scenario. If you zoom out, okay, the fact that I lost, the fact that something even got moved, that represents that I have something to lose or something to be moved. And I'm grateful for that thing that got moved. And I'm grateful that my husband moved my thing. Like, I'm grateful to even have a husband that I love and that isn't abusing me and that we have a child together. And and the list goes on. You can be like, and the fact that something of mine got moved inside my house, I'm so grateful to have a house. And my house is in a city that isn't war-torn. And I'm so happy to live in a country where we aren't experiencing war. And like, literally, if you zoom out, you will be so grateful. You You will not have any pain anymore. Everything's seen as a positive thing, which is, I'm an optimist, so pardon me, but I'm just saying it's such a great way to live a fulfilled, positive life. Service equates to gratitude. Again, hear me out here. When you go help at a charity, it might seem like tedious work, but it actually forces you to reflect in different ways. Me personally, right away, if, if I'm working in a soup kitchen, one, it makes me reflect going, oh, I'm so lucky that like, I don't have to be in line to get this food and I'm so lucky that I have the free time to to help others and it makes me reflect like I would never want to be a chef and it makes me reflect on uh you know I forgot how good it felt to help others and it makes you reflect on maybe the simple things of just oh I forgot how much I like soup maybe I'll make soup when I go home like I'm telling you service always equates to gratitude serve others Anyways, that's the end of chapter nine on gratitude and chapter 10 is really quick. It's on relationships. Uh, and then chapter 11 is on chant. Oh yeah. I didn't even put any notes for chapter 11. Oh wow. Okay. Next time, next episode, I will be finishing up this book, but for now that's that we're 21 minutes in. I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. This was a good one. Jay Shetty nailed the end of his book. Take care everyone. Shabbat shalom. Have a great weekend. That is that. I hope you guys enjoyed the ego and gratitude. Have a great weekend. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy. Ah, this was such a fun one to do. See ya. Have a good week.